Hello YouTube, James Baker, CPA, your favorite international tax consultant here today and I have a great call with a gentleman who's Italian and he lives in the Thailand and he does Google AdSense, Google AdWords and he has a lot of questions, he's very prepared and we go into a little bit of uh, deeper than usual detail about uh, the, you know, how, how it all works and why it all works, how it works. So if you're a non-resident, you live outside the US and you're interested in using or considering using a US company to operate your global business online, I think it's, first of all, I think it's a great idea. Second of all, watch this video and you'll get some really great insights into kind of the culture behind it, um, the viewpoint from different perspectives, and some some answers to some uh, hot questions. So without any further uh, monologuing by me, let's get to the call. Okay, we did it, we're here. Good morning, Alfredo. Thanks for uh, being patient setting and waiting for the call and everything to get set up. Uh, where, are you call where are you calling from today, actually? I never asked you that yet. Sorry? Where are you calling from? Where are you at? Um, I am in Asia, in Thailand. Yeah. Oh, Thailand, cool. Are you, are you Thai nationality? No, no, I'm, I'm from Italy, but I've been living here for quite a while. So I live in Thailand. Uh, so I'm a digital nomad, and I, I am a mobile app developer who lives in Thailand, uh, Italian has nationality, and I decided to start um, to register uh, a company in the US uh, in, in the specific uh, single member LLC. Okay. Which is, uh, as we know, a disregarded entity, and it's foreign owned, and it sounded to me a pretty attractive setup because you are potentially, uh, if you don't have any effectively connected income, everything is potentially tax-free. Been watching my videos, awesome. Yeah, yeah, of course. Your presence on YouTube is quite a solution now. Mm -hmm. Good job, yeah. <laughs> and so let me clarify first uh, what are my incomes. So I am a mobile app developer. So I have a bunch of apps deployed on either App Store and Google Play Store. And the source of income are basically two. The first one is advertising. So I get income from uh, Google, from AdSense Circuit, which is technically called AdMob for uh, mobile apps. Okay, AdSense, yeah. Yeah, so AdSense, yeah. The source of income is the same. And it's, it's the same of YouTube creators and website uh, administrator. And as well as I'm start, I started offering in-app purchases, which is uh, which, uh, which means you know you pay a small fee on the app, and you get rid of advertising. Okay. So basically, I'm getting income from Google either for uh, advertising and for in-app purchases. Great. And so yeah, my my first question is this. So I assume that. Uh, since I'll be always living outside the U.S. and so I'll never go to the U.S. and all my work will be performed outside the U.S. and these are just digital goods so there's nothing uh, no material involved everything is digital I assume that this kind of income is uh, is not U.S. source income correct so it's actually it's it's you if it's from a U.S. Um, 
and this is not to be confusing, but it is kind of confusing. If you if you have um, U.S. customers and you're getting paid from U.S. people, U.S. customers, it might be U.S. source income, sure, but it's not effectively connected with the trade or business. So it's not you don't pay tax on it still, but the source is still from the U.S. It's like it's a it's a uh, unique distinction, and um, for you right now, uh, the Google isn't withholding any taxes, right? Yeah, correct. As we know now, since the 1st of July, uh, Google AdSense became royalties. Oh, so they, so they, so since July now they are withholding. Yeah, but that's another question. Let me first ask you the main question. So okay. I will, uh, I assume that this income is, is not your source, so it's not effectively connected income. So I'm not engaged in a trade or business with the U.S., right? Well, those are diff uh, they're different, they're just different distinctions. So. You can you the sourcing of the income is one thing, and then having a U.S. trader business is a separate distinction. You know, they're not they don't mean the same thing. Okay, so but we both agree that this should be non-effectively connected income. Correct. Correct. Okay. Okay. Now this is uh, I tell you uh, a pretty discouraging fact. Over the past three four months, I had a chance to speak with a few accountants with a few CPA all over the United States. For some reason, they, uh, uh, let me uh, say something first. I was able to, um, op to open a bank account, a digital bank account with TransferWise, formerly called WISE. So I got a digital bank account uh, with WISE, which is technically registered as a US bank account because that is tied to my US to the address where my company is registered, okay? So it, it, is, it, it is technically a US bank account. And so these CPAs all over the United States, and by coincidence, most of them is from Miami, but it's just coincidence. They say that the only fact that I got, I received transactions on a US bank account, that makes all the income effectively connected. Did they, but that's it's the same thing I get all over the, all, all the time. Did they provide any kind of source rules or any 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 kind of facts supporting it? Cause, because yeah. I, I find people saying that all the time. They, they just say that. They don't have any kind of citations or IRS rulings or even code sourcings. And for me, for my clients, it's the most beneficial way is for this to not be U.S. source income um, because obviously you don't pay taxes on it. So what I do is I use code, code sections and uh, IRS case law that's already been decided to build my case as to why it's not U.S. source income. And I, I feel like I have a lot of support that I've uh, been reviewing and, and using as, as references for when these questions ha happen. Uh, I'll also admit that before I was doing this a lot, working with a lot of non-residents, I didn't kind of realize that this was that it that it worked like this so a lot of people just don't understand it that it works like this and don't understand why and don't want to do the research and they just tell you that you have to pay taxes on it and admittedly five years ago maybe i would have said the same thing but after doing enough research on it and having like my entire client base be non-resident it's not, not the entire but a big of them big chunk that's uh kind of where i'm at now and i've done like i said i've done the research so you know, I, and I and I had this question come up a lot. You know, well, how come other CPAs say that I have to pay taxes, but you say I don't? 
and I just tell you that I have the citations. I have other videos that, that go into the, the code sections and I should do some about some case law videos actually. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's the answer, I guess, to your question. Yeah, okay, so the location of the bank account does not matter. Uh, well, first of all, I mean, TransferWise isn't even like, isn't technically a bank, it's a money transmitting service, you know, it's a money processing service, not really a bank bank. I don't think they're FDIC insured like a bank is. So, I mean, they might be, I don't know. But, but um, there's many case laws which have been referenced over the years that um, that make the point that having a U.S. bank account in a U.S. company doesn't uh, mean that you definitely have U.S. source income. Those aren't those aren't uh, enough on their own to make you have U.S. source income. Okay, sounds good. And um, they also say. I mean, no, no, they're affect a, a trader and make you have an effectively connected income with the trader business. It could still be U.S. source income, but that means it's not a, a trader business. Okay, so uh, it means that I don't need to file for 1040, right? I mean, if you want to file, if if you want to file 1040 NR to make a uh, to tell the IRS that you have no U.S. income, that's not a, that's not a bad idea. But I wouldn't file a 1040 and pay tax on the income you make. No. Okay, so I understand. So there is even the option of just uh, filing this form. You suggest to even file this form. I mean, what about I don't file this form? Is that okay? So I would file the five four seven two. Um, we're not really talking about that right now, but I would yeah, file. Of course, of course. Yeah. I would file that. Now, uh, there's been cases in the past of the IRS. The IRS challenges whether or not you have effectively connected income, and they win and you have never filed, they may not allow you to take your business expenses against your business income so that you would have to pay tax on your gross instead of your net. So that's the reason that people file protective returns. The reason that I'm not too, like I don't go too crazy about it is that I don't, I think it's pretty clear that you have no effectively connected income based on prior case law. I think it's really clear and also, there's so many other people that are like have inventory or doing stuff in the U.S. that have bad cases. You have a really clear case, so that's why I wouldn't go. I wouldn't like if you haven't filed, go nuts about it. But if you want to start filing going forward, it's not a bad idea. The problem is you need to get an ITIN. You need to follow up, and there's just like the IRS doesn't even know who owns companies. They don't know what's going on. So, um, you know, I don't think it's that huge of a risk right now. But it's not a bad idea. It's not like I would say don't do it. Okay, I understand. And okay, and uh, returning to the uh, Google AdSense uh, matter. So Google AdSense uh, clearly asked me to file if my entity was a single member LLC, if I was a foreigner, and then I answered these questions, and then they they send me. They asked me to file a W-8 form, which which I did, and it was correct form. And uh, I tell you, some accountants in the U.S. they told me that I should have filed W-9 form, but I think it's it's bad. I should file W-8 form, right? W-8 is what would be correct. Are they withholding taxes now, Google? Yeah, they they stated that they will be retaining uh, the U.S. The 30% taxes on the U.S. 
portion of audience. So there's a way, so there's a way to kind of get around this, especially yeah, no, like. Yeah, I don't care because it's a small portion. I know the tax treaty. Uh, Not even the treaty. I mean, just using, using a corporation or using a partnership or using something that you can give them a W nine and be correct. If you use, if you operate out of a corporation, you give them a W nine, they won't withhold taxes, and then you can pay all of your profits to your your company and your LLC so that your LLC would be tax free that's that's just would be opening up a separate company but I know it's all connected you could also make a tax selection there's a, there's other things you could do but are you saying it's not very much then go for it I guess however you want to um, do it okay uh, one question uh, we everyone agrees that I should file uh, two main forms one one two zero and 5472, the 1120 is uh, mostly a pro forma. Uh, and then the, f the most important one is 5472. And how can we be sure, since there are high penalties involved, how can I make sure that this form was received by the IRS and I don't risk any penalty? There's no confirmation, you know, you just have, you save confirmation that you sent it. Okay. They don't send anything back. They don't send any confirmation. It's uh, very frustrating to my clients as well that, um, you know, it's just, you send it, you save the, the, the transmission details, you faxed it, and that's, that's it. Okay, I understand. And how can I make sure that uh, the form was correctly filed? I mean, uh, does the CPA who is doing that for me have any responsibility in that or is all, all up to me? It's only on me. There's a certain level of professional um, responsibility when you engage uh, a CPA or a tax professional. They have a certain level of um, standards that they have to uphold. I mean, but, but if you give, if you give bad information or something like that, then it's, you know, it's not your fault. I mean, ultimately the responsibility is yours and then you engage a, a CPA and they, they do it for you and, you know, unless there was something negligent or completely off about it, I mean, it, you should be fine, first of all. Second of all, yeah, I mean, you can't pass on liability unless it's like something negligent uh, to the CPA, you know, unless like they, they don't file it or they send the wrong page or something, you know. Uh, but otherwise, it's, uh, you know, ultimately, it's your responsibility as the business owner. Okay, understand. And in case of, so in case there are some issues, uh, how can the IRS contact me? They would probably- Mail, the mailing address. Email. Okay, so uh, to, they will send an email, an, a mail to my registered agent of my company probably. If you use a registered agent, they won't forward any mail. You have to use an actual mailing address. Registered agents only, that they don't forward every piece of mail that comes to them. Okay. Unless you unless you like separately engage them for that. Okay. And another question would be. So if I decide not to. Uh, not to file for, ten forty, and for some reason the IRS will. Try to find me because they they think that my income was effectively connected. How long they usually take to to audit you? 
It's easier, yeah. I mean, if you if you never file, they can they can challenge you forever. You know, it's if you don't file anything, the statute never closes. Generally, if there's like a three to five year delay on any kind of audit or correspondence. It doesn't happen. It happens pretty slowly. So like they won't. Uh, they're not going to audit 2020 until like 2023 or 2024. Okay. And what about in case I decide to dissolve my company? What is the former procedure from a tax point of view? Um, file a final return. Close it with the state. Ah, okay, so it's pretty straightforward. Yeah. Okay. And so, all right, I understand. So in the end, do you think I made a good decision forming this single LLC? Yeah, of course. I think they're I think they're awesome. I mean, it's better than a company in the Philippines or in a company in Italy you probably have to pay taxes on. I mean, you can still operate in basically worldwide except payments from anyone and not pay any taxes in the US. It's a it's a, an awesome tool. I mean I, I, I tell I say every business owner should have an LLC or a US company just in case they need it in the future. Getting paid is easy. Yeah. And you don't even have everything set up. You don't have like a, a real bank account. I mean, TransferWise will let you have a debit card on a personal account. Um, but you know, you don't have, it doesn't sound like you have a Stripe account. You're just using Google and it works fine. There's so much more you can do if you want to. Okay, that sounds good. You know, you could open a Stripe account, a bank account, open a Kajabi store, connect it to your Stripe and your PayPal and start selling courses on how to um, get paid by Google AdWords, you know, and then you can, have a whole an additional stream of income, you know, the, whatever you want to do. There's a lot of uh, flexibility with these companies. Yeah, yeah. The only problem with TransferWise is that at the moment they don't provide any uh, debit card or credit card. Yeah, so you can open a. I think you can open a personal TransferWise account and get a debit card and then and then send money to that one. But yeah, that's that's that would be the problem with not having a bank account is that uh, you can't spend the money with a debit card, which is easier overseas often. You know, I mean, if I want to pay some advertising like Google AdWords, I don't know how to pay that because uh, you need, uh, most of the time you need a credit card and for some reason now TransferWise doesn't provide it. Someone suggested to start a Pioneer account, uh, but yeah. Pioneer works. Uh, they were just um, purchased by some big company. Uh, yeah, I mean, Whatever you have to do, there's a lot of options. There's a lot of solutions out there. You know, probably I would look into like a Mercury Bank bank account if you haven't applied already. Nobody, I heard about it. Yeah. Yeah, they're great. That's a great bank. Just apply it with them, and then you can get paid there and use their debit card for anything. You just need a, an address that will accept mail for you. How much is how much is Google withholding every month, or how much how much is your U.S. source ads? Uh, it's thirty percent. Uh, as you know, yeah, I know, uh, but like how much sales, how much revenue are you getting from US sources? I don't know because I didn't get any uh, breakdown of the audience. So I assume it's just uh, a small portion, probably 5% of my entire audience. Oh, is from so the it's not US. that big of a deal. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I didn't even think about the tax treaties. It's, it's fine. Well, you can't, you can't really use tax treaties like that because. You can only use the U.S. tax treaty if you're paying taxes in the U.S. So you don't have. You're not really a U.S. taxpayer, so you can't use the U.S. tax treaty. 
Yeah, yeah, correct. And fine with paying these. Tourists. Well, I guess you could. But yeah, but you're not a resident. I don't think there's a treaty with Thailand, and you're not really a resident of Italy um, for tax purposes. So it's you know it's it's a little confusing. What I would do is open a separate corporation, and and get paid there if it was significant. Okay, and uh, talking about the inner purchases. So inner purchases can be uh, like sales to any any user around the world. So do you think that this this kind of income is still not effectively connected, right? Because it's digital. It, it doesn't. So none of it's none of it's really effectively connected. But it's you. It could be U.S. source, and U.S. source payments of uh, of, of royalties is is the problem. So uh, if if these aren't considered royalty payments, these are considered more commissions. Then you they won't do any withholding. If it's 100% U.S., as long as they're commissions, uh, they're not. They won't do withholdings. But on the inside on the on the ad revenue from your the eyeballs you're getting to your websites. That's that's they're considering that royalties, and that's the same with YouTube and with Google now, and uh, Facebook eventually will be like that. I don't think they are yet. So it's really it's really on the ad, on the ad revenue from the people looking at your stuff so far. I don't know how they're doing the in-app purchases, but it sounds like that would hopefully be more of a commissions um, issue. Okay, maybe so it's I not. To... I don't know. You have to you have to see how they're treating it. Yeah, I need to read carefully there agreements like uh, well you'll you don't need to read it you can just see like if they're withholding taxes on it you can ask them like are you withholding taxes on my in-app commissions yeah i think they withhold tax only on that sense yeah i think that's i think that's i think that makes sense i think that's what they're doing okay so yeah i think for me it's quite it's quite whole and so you can provide all these services right so you can help me get an ITIN, you can help me file all these form, 5472, 1120, 1040 NR. Yes, sir. Okay, it sounds good. And so you got all your rates on your website, I guess. Uh, we don't really have the rates on the website, but I can send you an email uh, and, and figure out, well, you have to let me know, were you looking for an ITIN and then the filing for next year? Yeah, for some reason, actually, uh, this will be probably my last year. Uh, so I, I'm, for some reason, I started this company this year. I, I need to dissolve the company the same year. So yeah, I'm looking for the final tax return. Why are you going to dissolve the company? Are you going to open a new one? Uh, yeah, I made, to be honest, uh, other business decision. So I'm, I probably might open a new company in Hong Kong. Oh, so you're not going to use the LLC anymore? In general, probably oh yeah, probably. Oh, so you can get paid from Google to Hong Kong pretty easily. Uh, yeah, probably I will end up paying some corporate tax in Hong Kong. But, yeah. So, so after this whole conversation, you don't really. No, no, so after you, you're gonna not use U.S. companies anymore. No, no, no. Um, I'm still thinking. Uh, I don't know. Um, what's the What's the new business plan now that you got me interested? Probably to transfer all these assets to the new uh, this new company in Hong Kong. Yeah. Why? Why are you? So, by you're gonna run the same business with Google Ads? 
Yeah, and everything uh, but in Hong Kong because I I'm still thinking about it, but it sounds like you know uh, getting exposed to the IRS rule. It's kind of sounds like you know being exposed to different interpretation of rules. I don't really love that. No, you just uh, <laughs> I don't think it's. Um... So that's like, I guess that's kind of some of the, the beauty of the benefits of the U.S. system is that it's they tr in, in an effort to be fair, it's overcomplicated yeah. and people don't understand the rules. I mean, I have it well written. I have reports. I have um, su support. And I also have clients, a lot of clients who are doing the same thing and have been audited and we won audits um, with the IRS about like getting paid in the U.S. And especially because you're already, you're paying taxes anyways with the withholdings. So, um, I don't know. If, I'm not going to tell you not to use a, a Hong Kong company, but I do have clients who used Hong Kong companies and then switched back to LLCs because of the cost to keep them open, plus the taxes you have to pay there. Plus, it's uncertain what's going to happen there as well. They're about to get, they might get taken over by China. Who knows? And then you have to deal with the Chinese government instead of the U.S. government. And, um, you know, in the U.S., you can kind of do whatever you want um, in terms of, like, if you, if you do a little bit of foresight, you can kind of do whatever you want. And then, um, and be fine. I don't know how it would be in Hong Kong if that's the case uh, when they when they become Chinese. So I don't know. I would keep the options open. I would keep the both companies sure, open. Sure, sure. You know. Yeah, and what about in terms of uh, responsibility? I mean, what's going to happen if, uh, as a person, well, as a non-U.S. resident, if hold on, hold on, hold on, one second, one second. Sure. Um, what was your question? You can repeat your question. Uh, yeah, no, I was asking uh, what's gonna happen if uh, I mean, what are my what are gonna what risk should I run if uh, the IRS will? I think you have I think you have a very 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 low risk of okay. being in trouble with the IRS. You know, you know about the you know about all the forms you have to file. You complete those forms. Or you work yeah. with someone like me, and I'll get them done for you. And then you have yeah. you literally have nothing in the U.S. at all. And it's uh, you just. Yeah. And then what you do have in the U.S. U.S. source, they're actually paying tax. You're actually paying taxes here on they're even by by way of withholding. So you are in the clear. You are you have no risk at all because you're actually paying taxes. Yeah, correct. My I was a bit unlucky probably to have uh, spoken with these CPAs that gave me. A lot of anxiety about this. Yeah, well, the the problem is there's a lot of I don't know how you found them or whatever, but there's not, uh, and you've seen you've seen so you've seen my channel. There's not that many uh, tax professionals that know what they're talking about in this in this field about the non-resident taxation, and the ones that do are way too busy to be putting stuff on the internet, or they work for big firms and they're hard to get a hold of, you know. So that's why I've had actually a little bit of success with my channel because I am the only one who's really talking about this and kind of knows what he's talking about. There's others that talk about how you can do this, but there's not many other tax professionals like CPAs or people that talk about it. There's a lot of like entrepreneurs that'll talk about it, but you know, you shouldn't get your tax advice from just every entrepreneur and you also need to get second and third opinions and ask for sourcing because these guys are making it, these uh, CPAs are saying, yeah, of course you have to pay tax, you have a U.S. company just haven't done their research and they're just saying that because they don't know, they don't know, they just don't know. So I, I really, and I can give you all the support you need um, and case references and 
you know that's how that's how the laws are run here you know if something's so the laws are written um, people do business if the IRS wants to challenge somebody in their application of the laws they take them to court the courts decide how the laws should be interpreted and that's like the standard going forward and if and it's and there's a, a number of court cases from uh, from prior years that blatantly say in the rulings that having a US bank account and US company is not sufficient to be having a trade or business in the United States. Okay, sounds really good. Yeah. Yeah, and that's and that's you want kind of you're not going to get that kind of explanation from every CPA, you know. It's but that's that's what that's what you should be looking. At. You should be looking at the case, uh, how the laws are written, how the laws apply, and then prior case law to in, in, uh, review how the laws should be interpreted. Yeah, yeah, that sounds really good, and we are definitely the most prepared CPAs on the argument that I found so far. Yeah. And then, like, and now my last point is that how, <laughs> what's the, how, why you want to work with a CPA who's going to argue that you have to pay more taxes? I'm always going to argue and try and find the argument to where you have to pay less taxes. That's my, my job, right? To make you pay less taxes. So why am I going to convince you that, and argue with you that you need to pay more? I'm going to find the way to make, get you out of it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Because they always uh, try to, so they were always pushing me to uh, to file the 1040 and R uh, regardless. Uh, I might, but maybe they wanted me to file and even pay taxes. Like, but there should be no remit involved with the IRS. Right? There should be no taxes. Yeah, and you know what I should yeah. do after after this call because I have to get off this call soon. Uh, we've been a half an hour and I have guys waiting. But after this call, maybe you can send me. Maybe I'll see if I can schedule consults and get and get uh, consultations with some of these guys on my for my channel, maybe and uh, put them on there and then have a discussion with them. I think that'd be fun. Well, that would be great. That would be really fun. So maybe uh, maybe you can email me uh, some some guys and I'll schedule calls and see if I can um, do that. But whatever, that's just for fun. So uh, yeah, I mean, um, let me know if you have questions. If you want our help, I think you should like you know. Don't don't get scared away for the U.S. company. It's going to be the easiest way to get paid and to move forward and to do stuff in the future. And especially if you want to work with us, I'll I'll help you out opening uh, some U.S. accounts, and uh, we can have some calls and help you streamline your your business a little bit, and so you're like more comfortable with what you're doing. And if you and if you want to have other options, I can help you find other options as well. The Hong Kong company is not bad, but it's uh, not as easy at all, and it's much more. I think it's much more expensive as well, but. Um, yeah, we'll we'll be in touch. Any last yeah, any last questions? Uh, just no question. Just want to thank you for all this information provided. Hey, thank, thank you so much. Thanks for scheduling the call, and uh, and I'll, I'll send you a quick email. We'll be in touch, okay, Alfredo? Thank you so much, James. Have okay. A nice day. You too. Bye. So that was a great call with Alfredo. He had uh, some really great questions. It was a really candid conversation, and a lot of the same points that we talk about in most of the videos. But this guy's actually having the withholdings, and he's fine with it. It's five percent of his of his revenues are U.S. source, and there he's fine with them withholding the the thirty percent on that. Which is, you know, it's not a, you know, if you want to keep it that way, it's, keep it simple. That's the simplest way to do it. But don't get scared away. Uh, if you have questions yourself and you and you like really think maybe I should be paying taxes, maybe I do have a U.S. business, schedule a call in the description below, paid call or a free call. These are the free calls. You can see I'm usually running late one way or another. I'm about to jump on another one right now. So uh, like, subscribe. I appreciate you. I hope you enjoyed the video. Schedule a call, and I'll see you in the next video. Have a good day.